and welcome everyone to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined today by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Ash Paulson and Steve Bowling, along with our very special guest, Chugga Conroy. The Xenoblade signal was sent out and he appeared. <laughs> it's like a giant nice. X in the sky. I, I am a good uh, friend, but not a not a GVG founder. <laughs> yes, no, I have not found it. But I was like, I have been, I have talked to you about Xenoblade for a very long time, and it's just we got to continue the streak. It, it was excellent how uh, we both got Xenoblade Two before it was officially released, so you and I were able to talk back and forth because we were both under the NDA. That was so cool. <laughs> it was it, it made that experience so much better. And I, it's it's still one of my favorite um, reviewing memories. And uh, we I, I also remember, got this. Oh, go ahead. I remember we both got to the end of the game on the same day, and we went, "Oh, Cosmos is in this game somewhere, and we didn't find her. I wonder where that is." Because <laughs> yeah. we saw her. We saw her in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was one of the dummies that looked through all the the blade list, and like, that's Cos. How, okay, how do we get her? And then she. I still have yet to get her. I'll have to use your method Same. You, uh, laid out there. I, I, I got her. I got her in the Let's yeah. Play without having to grind. It just saw, happened. Which is amazing to me because you said you never got um, uh, Newt. Yeah, and Newt, Newt is, I have gotten Newt. I've never gotten I've played through the game 100% three separate times, and Newt is the only blade that's never showed up for me. That's wow. weird because I've never really used her because it was post-game when I did get her because I was just I was just like, I want to get all the blades and try to get, well, and get Cosmos. And I've gotten Cosmos twice before getting Newt once. That's insane. Wow. I haven't gotten Cosmos once either. She was the only blade I wanted during my time with that game, other than the story-important blades, of course. I just well, really now you can get Cosmos. At least they give you tel- uh, Telos for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her being free <laughs> DLC is pretty impressive with how That's good cool. she is, how she gets a storyline. Mm, That's... I've completely unexpected, but I will. I will definitely take it. Uh, it just makes me wish for more love for Zenosaga and see what they can do. But you know, I'll take what the rumor yeah. is today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think another experience I'll never forget when it comes to Xenoblade, though, real quick, is freaking Blood Lobsters doing the guide <laughs> for that. Because oh god. Did you get X early and you had to put that up with that, or did you skip it? Because I I remember like I was talking with somebody recently. It was like I during the charity stream whole thing. I was I mentioned how I pretty sure I helped you find some of the blood lobsters. Yes, so um, I had X early as well, and uh, I remember that I think it was about a week before the game released. You messaged me and you said, "Should I make a guide on the blood lobsters?" And I went. I hate to say it, but I know people are going to want it. And you're like, I was afraid you'd say that. I know a video on this would do well, and I don't want to do it. Because I had to scrub through. One, I had to scrub through hours of footage. And two, I had to just sit there and fly and run and go all over New L.A. And it would not end. I would spend four-hour chunks just running in circles, just putting podcast music, whatever on the background. I think I listened to your videos as I was playing just to have something to do while I'm going around this stupid city. I'm so glad that I could keep me, keep, <laughs> yeah, keep you company. It, it's, it's terrible because they tell you that there's a hundred of these things, but only 50 of them spawn in at first. And then right. after you find all 50 of them, no exceptions, 49 more show up. Oh. And mm-hmm. then you can start looking for the other half. Oh. So, Two separate times, you'll have that one tiny little lobster somewhere in the city that you just can't find. 
It is not obvious at all. So <laughs> we've got uh, we've got Luxon in the YouTube chat here dropping some dropping some knowledge. Saying hey, Cosmos really easily. I just had to spend three hundred bucks on a copy of Zenosaga. That's all I had to do to get Cosmos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's all it takes, right? I, I am uh, very happy. I picked up Zenosaga two and three pretty cheaply on a, in a used game store like I, ages ago. I only paid two hundred to get Cosmos. I got the figure. Oh, nice. nice. It's funny that we're talking about this now because we just got done doing our dead franchise revival discussion where I brought up Xenosaga and now she's kind of coming up to the fore in a different way here. And yeah. TNT. I love that. Yeah. It's like they you heard know. us. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a lot to talk about and I'm sure we're going to be uh, really going at it uh, for this one as far as uh, Xenos- uh, Xenoblade is concerned. But before that, we are sponsored by the Game Orb. Uh, and the Game Orb is a fledgling channel that has focused mostly on Nintendo content until recently. While they are still running Let's Plays of Nintendo games like Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, going forward, they're also covering games on the Xbox Series X, like Portal Still Alive, as part of a fresh daily upload schedule. So be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description, and knowing Ash, will probably put it in the, yep, uh, just, in the right comments now. as well. They are currently at 338 subscribers. We are 12, 12 away from hitting 350 for them. That is awesome. So be sure to throw them the GV Gang support, and of course, they also want us to promote Please their friend's do. YouTube channel, The Galactic Reaper. So again, you can check those links in the description and uh, everywhere else. So definitely give them uh, a, a look, a like, a follow, whatever you want to do. It's all good. We appreciate it nonetheless because they have been supporting us for a very, very long time. Yeah. Yes, so. they have, and their links are pinned. So if everybody watching could just go click that link, subscribe to their channels, we'll get them well over 350. We'll get them over 400 and above. We just want to show them that love. So anything Absolutely. you can do to show that love for them would be super appreciated by us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And before we get into the topics themselves, we actually got quite a few super chats before we even started. First up, from a Nerd's Ramblings with $20 saying, Hey guys, last time I can donate since Game Dev College is coming up soon. Stomach is uh, still a work in progress, but it's going well. Uh, A question for Steve. What's a good way to learn Japanese? I want to work at Nintendo one day. Well... Uh, as someone who tried to self-teach Japanese as a child, uh, I can tell you the best way is just traditional school. Find find a if you could take a course at like a community college or something like that. Um, I was definitely like trying to learn Japanese on my own when I was like 14, 15 years old, uh, but my high school didn't offer it, so I wasn't able to take it there. The minute I got into college, I enrolled in Japanese one. And that's where things just started to click. Uh, having some a native speaker able to actually teach you, like in in a classroom format, worked very well for me. Um, you know, people learn differently, but I think it's invaluable to have somebody uh, not just who can teach the language, but somebody who understands how to. Uh, pronounce words correctly because it's one thing you know with a foreign language to be able to read and interpret it but if you never hear someone say it uh, you'll definitely pronounce everything wrong <laughs> so I, I strongly <laughs> recommend that English. class if you can yep just you like mean there English isn't some YouTube video I can go watch to learn in five minutes <laughs> I w- that'd be really convenient that would be there. There is a one YouTube channel that I want to recommend if you want just like a cursory introduction. Uh, it is a very small YouTube channel with like ten thousand subs, and I want to say it's like uh, their their video series. I wish I could remember the name, but it's like learning Japanese from anime, and they take like popular lines from anime, and and she breaks them down in a really really uh, 
professorial way. Like she, she it, it comes off as like you're sitting in a classroom learning from this person. Um, I That's will awesome. find a link to it and I'll post it at some point, but it's, she's an excellent, excellent YouTuber that has this one niche that she works in and she does an excellent job. So I'll, I'll send you a link to that. Nice. All right. Next super chat is from Jaden Buck with a five dollar donation saying chugga 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 Conroy. Conroy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. Next up is Master of Hamsters with five dollars as well. Thank you. Once again, it says, Hey guys, now that I'm starting a new job as a high school teacher, I can make hey. live shows more often. I'd always get out late in my last job, so I'd miss TNT. Well, one, congratulations on the new job. Yeah. Second, yes. Thank you for your bravery. <laughs> as, as a parent, I can I can tell you I appreciate what you do immensely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and yeah, congratulations on a new job. And yeah, thank you, thank you for your incredible bravery, as Derek said. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, five dollars from Jacob Tucker saying, "Sup, GVG? Do you guys have any interest in Super Mario in the Super Mario RPG inspired Tome of Ma- uh, Tome Terrain of Magical Expertise coming to Steam this fall?" I've heard of the series. I've not really looked into it, to be honest. Uh, I haven't either. I'm hearing about it. Yeah. I was just thinking it was about time for Mario RPG to get some kind of remake where they uh, they do the full resolution renders for how the game was intended to look in the first place. I've, oh, I've been wanting be them. I've been wanting them to do that for a long time. Just leave the style alone, but have the renders. In- right. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like something I'd like to check out if it ever comes to console. As I said before, I'm not really set up for a lot of Steam gaming, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, as long as it stays only on Steam, probably not my thing. But it sounds like something I'd be interested in were it to maybe come to other to come to console someday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then we have another super chat from Luxcar with a ten dollar donation. Thank you very much. Says, I was waiting for a time to finally donate to GVG when they are finally able to discuss something Xenoblade related. <laughs> nice to see Chugger Conroy back on as well. I've oh. been a fan of his since 2013. Wow. wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Eight years of your life. You haven't <laughs> gotten is, sick yeah. of me yet. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Uh, and finally, Mr. Weddy01 uh, with a five Canadian dollar donation saying, hey, guys, wanted to thank you all for reminding me to hydrate. Last time I donated, I'll listen to you tomorrow at work. Perfect. Awesome. Yep, always stay hydrated. <laughs> so water, much. water is good for you. Five yeah. Canadian is like one American at this point, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh, very Derek, bad with those. missed one, man. I, uh, oh, missed Black one. Ninja. I am so yeah. sorry. I was scrolling because there was a big gap. Um, oh, I know. I know what it's like. <laughs> yes. Black Ninja with a $5 donation saying, hey, all, I'm back. Took my vacation and glad to be back with the live audience. Hope Woo. you're all aware and are having some great vibes. Yeah, I'd say it's a pretty decent well, we start. We are now that you're week. here, Black Ninja. I'm back and safe from your vacation. Happy to hear it. Hope yeah. You enjoyed yeah. It. Absolutely. Uh, and then we had some more donations coming in. Uh, Felix Nebulous with a 200. Is that Swedish uh, Corona? Sing- Swedish Krona. Okay. Mm. Thank you uh, so much. Saying, finally able to visit family in Mexico and in a much better time zone to see you live. I have my GVG shirt and face mask and I watch you on the uh, watch you on the day Chugga and Xenoblade are back. All is well and good vibes to everybody. Mm. Nice. Just, That's awesome. Meant to be. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for rocking the face mask and the shirt, man. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I see Pelvix in the chat as well <laughs> saying, hey. uh, yo, it's Chugga. <laughs> so hello to you pelvic i'm glad hope hey, you're doing well one of our and good friends of the channel is your last finally, name thrust 
<laughs> um, I'll ask her. Yeah, I'll leave it to her. Um, <laughs> finally, with Bongo Lever with five Canadian dollar donations saying, Hey, Chugga. Oh boy, what's your favorite Danable yogurt flavor? Can you chug it? Also, uh, Steve, would you drink chicken flavored Danable yogurt? Oh my god, that sounds oh, rancid. Oh, it wasn't. Sounds... Oh god, it sounds so rancid. Uh, oh, god, uh, I uh, not Danables, but I actually had mango drinkable yogurt earlier today. So close enough. Go. Sure, close enough. Didn't yeah, taste I, any as, good. As far as chicken flavored yogurt, that's man. Why you some chicken and yogurt? There's some chicken and yogurt in a blender and hit frappe. But the hypotheticals Ugh. this audience I would puts probably me like it. <laughs> um, I mean, if there's a price for everything, that's what I'll say. Oh, no. If it's for charity, <laughs> you know. There you... We go. Yeah, like if we were doing <laughs> yeah. Extra Life, I would definitely do it. Like if, if we hit like a – or if we were doing like a Patreon, like subathon or something – I'd be like, yeah, you know, if we if we can cross the six thousand dollars, you know, what? I'll put it out there now. If we cross six thousand dollars on Patreon, <laughs> I will make a special Patreon only video where I the concoct animals and chicken into some. Ugh. I'll do it. I'll do it. Someone said chili dog flavored animals in the Patreon chat. <laughs> well, Sega that's, is that's, sending us chili dog for, G fuel. That's for eight thousand dollars. <laughs> is the chili dog? <laughs> Steve, it is. Remember, it is important that you live. We want you to so, live. Well, I, was, I was just about to say. So, Chugga, there's probably going to be an opening for the channel pretty soon. Do you want to be part of us as well? Like, I know you're not a founder. Doing what that, that's, how the, that's how I get yeah. the founder slot. I have to steal it from a dead person. Yeah, exactly. Loot um, that corpse. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's the item he wow. drops. Is the deed to the channel when he dies. <laughs> All right. With that said, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the actual news topics where a, a different kind of campaign might be looking uh, a little things might be looking a little up. So Digital Eclipse, uh, who have worked on multiple Capcom ports, ex- including the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection, uh, I think DuckTail, the, the Disney Afternoon Collection, bunch of Capcom ports. Uh, they're, I believe, president have expressed interest in interest in the free Marvel vs. Capcom 2 campaign. Uh, this was Mike Mika, um, who is the studio head of Digital Clips. He said on Twitter, we made what I think was the last MVC2 release on console when we were known as Backbone, 16 by 9 etc. I love the outpouring. We'd swap in GGPO and do documentary and museum work, etc. We'll need to talk to Disney and Capcom to make it real. We're game if they are. Hmm. I, mean, uh, I I hope so. I would love it <laughs> if this could happen, but Disney. I feel like Disney's not going to be game, or at least have interest. Disney know. owns so much, and they're just too yeah. rich to care about all of the things that they own. Um, when Disney Interactive shut down, I remember. I think the creators of the Neverhood tweeted at Disney saying, "Hey, if you're getting out of the video game industry, can we buy back our IP from you?" And they just weren't able to get in contact with them because they're too rich to really care about this thing that they own. That's awful. That's yeah, kind of where like, I'm at with it. I love the idea of it. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I, I was going to say, I feel like this is great PR for Digital Eclipse, but it ultimately won't go far. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like uh, Chugga said, it, it, Disney's just too big. Like, they don't care about MVC2. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't no. need to care, unfortunately. I Yeah, they, they have no reason to spend any time or resources, you know, 
delivering anything to this group of fans because they have so much money that it just doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. it would be mm -hmm. nice if they would do it just to preserve this amazing game. God, I would love for this to happen. And Digital Eclipse, I think, would do a great job with it. But I just don't see yeah. it. I don't see Disney playing ball. I really don't. They uh, they they even said there's another uh, thing they said where uh, somebody asked uh, or a person goes by Turbo Sean on Twitter said would love to see it happen. Seriously, thanks for listening to us and already acknowledging how a re-release could be improved, such as better rollback netcode. Net uh, the fighting game community will show up to support you guys if you all can make this dream a reality. And Mike, Mike, uh, Micah or Mika said, if it becomes real, I think key members of the fighting game community need to be part of the process. So it's. At the very least, dude's really good at PR. This, this is a rallying cry for a lot of the fighting game community, community I think, and would love to see it because uh, I've not, I've only really played MVC three, not really much of MVC two, and mm -hmm. uh, seeing it get that kind of love in uh, TLC would be um, very cool, very awesome, and yeah. I mean, Killamox did bring up a good point in the in live chat, saying that uh, they have hope because of the uh, the arcade the arcade one up machines. Hmm, so there is right. that. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. Anecdotally, Fangs also says in our live audience chat. Unfortunately, that Digi Know Gaming put out a video about Epic Mickey last weekend, and the head of Disney Interactive was quoted in it saying that consoles were a thing of the past. Well, fuck. Then hmm. you know, <laughs> maybe, like, maybe it's more Mar Maybe it's more Marvel. The Marvel division. I'm seeing a couple of people saying that yeah. as well. So, I mean, um, they might just want the good press after um, Avengers. It doesn't seem to matter what goes on in the industry. Yeah. Everyone is always saying that consoles are apparently dead. It doesn't matter how well they're doing. Someone is always yeah. saying that. And it was now. a quote from ten years ago, and clearly consoles are still around. So that that's not necessarily yeah. reflective of how yeah. Disney feeling today but at the same time I just don't I just don't see them caring about this especially after Infinite bombed and which is you know a lot of that was Disney's own fault with the way they handled Infinite's roster but they're not going to see it that way and mm -hmm. so with the way Infinite bombed sales wise I can't imagine there's a whole lot of interest latent interest right now in revisiting Marvel versus Capcom but I really hope I'm wrong Agreed. Yeah, I, I think that Marvel vs. Capcom 2, I mean, it, it kind of transcends the fighting game community in a way. It's one of those fighting games that people kind of from all different uh, walks of life enjoy. But I, I think that, you know, it's hard to look at any one part of Disney and say, oh, Disney as a whole is uninterested in this because this guy said it. Like, Disney's so huge that, sure. you know, who even knows if that person would be even remotely involved in, in making a decision about... A property like MVC2. I think what really needs to happen is like, I think it's kind of like a trickle down effect. Fans are going to support the hashtag or retweet or make their voices heard, uh, which of course gets Digital Eclipse interested, which probably means that Digital Eclipse will approach Capcom at some point, you know, and it'll go from like the smallest, <laughs> the smallest group to the corporations that actually have the money to, to make that difference. The key is if Digital Eclipse can actually get Capcom on board and then use that to kind of push, you know, towards Disney and say, hey, look, we've got already like a group of fans that really want this and it wouldn't cost a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's there's a bunch of cynical reasons they would want to do it. But uh, I hope it'll happen, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I feel like it is one of those fighting games that everyone knows where it transcends just being a fighting game. It is more of a phenomenon. Oh, yeah. 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 It just sort of stands out, which is funny because... 
not a lot of those cast uh, those uh, those uh, characters show up in games much anymore. Like I can't remember. The, I think MVC two was the last time BB Hood showed up in a new fighting game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really know that for sure. I'm not. I'm not a Marvel guy. Yeah, well, I think that's a Capcom I would say... character. Wow, that really shows how much I'm not a Marvel guy if I didn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I would say GBG's usual, uh, GBG's E3 mantra of hype responsibly very much applies here. This sounds great. Hopefully something comes of it, but also don't be taken for a ride, as it were. Uh, wow. We're gonna take he was holding that one. I, I had, yeah, he I was, was. I was holding He was waiting. <laughs> but no, I, you know, this has to get a lot further along before it actually becomes something that c- concrete, right? Right. Like digital clips saying they want to do it. It's awesome PR for them and good on them for jumping on it. Like it's smart of them to do so. Oh, but yeah. it doesn't ultimately mean anything until Disney wants to play ball and, and or Capcom. But I assume Capcom would. I think Disney is the is the, you know, the, the trouble point here. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they do work with Capcom a lot because I do have the like uh, the 30th anniversary collection, the Mega Man, the original Mega Man Legacy collection, the Disney Afternoon collection, and most recently the Aladdin and Lion King collection. So, right. I mean, they did work with Disney. Somehow they got Aladdin and Lion King re released, other than the, um, uh, ver- the Genesis. Was it the Genesis version of that collection or was it the SNES version? I think it was the Genesis version on the collection. So they weren't able to get the SNES was. one. Yeah. So they've worked with Disney and they've worked with Capcom. So maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And yeah, as Neox says, Disney has no involvement. It's all Marvel games, but that mm, mm. yeah, is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody's got to approve something, and I guess they're not interested in just sitting by and collecting checks if it's not a certain amount. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, uh, we've gotten more super chats. Holy cow. Uh, first up from Bolt Mouse X with a two dollar donation. Thank you very much. Just going Marvel. <laughs> there nice. we go. Marvel uh, baby. Then Jacob Ward with a four dollar ninety nine cent donation, saying, "Hey guys, celebrating my B day a day early here. I'll be the big two six as old as Steve." <laughs> <laughs> You're so nice. nice. Sure, I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> if you could have twenty six of anything right now, what would it be? Ooh, chicken Ooh. wings. Um, cookies. Ooh. Chocolate chip cookies. Pending Smash Ultimate DLC fighters. I want this <laughs> train to never stop. Oh, God. Let's go. Eight more fighters passes or however many that, well, more like five, but yeah. Uh, new Game Plus done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 26 New Game nice. Plus is done. Got it. Nice. <laughs> Uh, thank happy you very birthday, much, Jacob Ward. Yeah, yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday happy, obviously. Happy almost birthday. Yeah. You're so, such a nice person. They really, they really are. Uh, Super Gamer Guy 64 with a $10 donation. Thank you so much. Says, got a new job recently, so I've been having a great week and hope you all are having a great week too. Question for Chugga. Have you tried or are interested in trying out uh, a game in the Persona series? I've never played them at all. Um I wouldn't say I'm opposed. I just don't really know much about it other than it's half dungeon crawler, half dating sim is what I've heard. I management slash dating sim, less of a dating sim than you'd think. It's more just like saying the right things to people. So they get their, they like you more. I don't know. That's <laughs> a dating sim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. that's Okay. Fair enough. There we go. Azran yeah. friendship sim. Friendship sim. <laughs> Uh, congrats on the new job, by the way, Super Game yes, Guy. Yes, exactly. 64. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's 
Perfect. <laughs> uh, Blaze Star Twenty Five with also with a ten dollar donation. Thank you so much. Saying Xenoblade Two is my second favorite game of all time, and it's through Chugga I was introduced to the series. Been a fan since his Sh- Sunshine LP, and I wanted to say thanks for all your hard work over the years. Thank you, is Xenoblade One your number one? <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can believe it. I can believe yeah, it. Yeah, I could. Uh, curveball, it's X. <laughs> right. Uh, Mwape cool. Mulenga with a $5 donation saying, uh, Chaga, can I ask, if you ever decide to leave Let's Plays behind, would you ever consider Twitch streaming? Uh, undecided. I, I feel like I'm at my strongest when my stuff is edited down and all that, and I'm, I'm my own editor, so I like doing that part of the process. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I see you're so tightly focused. Having the, the extra dead air, I think, would not fit your style as much. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure I could make it work, but I think I'm just at my best when stuff's edited down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And f- I, I want to say finally, but for now, XA with a five euro donation saying, if I'm ever feeling sad, frustrated, or sad, uh, listening to you guys always helps. You generally make my life better. That's wow. extremely thank kind you. of you. Thank you. So nice of you to say uh, thank you. And it is a privilege to hear that. Thank you. These guys are great. You're great, too. It's oh, like, yeah, just, man. Joined in in this, about so. to say. I mean, they're talking about you guys, yeah. the hosts. So I'm just agreeing right. with them. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate well, it, but yeah, very kind of both of you, and it's it's a privilege to hear anyone say that we make their lives happier or better. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just it's a huge gift to be able to have people say that to us. So thank you very much. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next story, which uh, is all about that portability. The portobello. So <laughs> yes, the portobello. Uh, a modder has created the first. Portobello PS2. <laughs> uh, this was done by uh, Ginger of Mods on Twitter. They uh, showed off the uh, honestly, really felt looking uh, machine saying after two months of having this consume my life, I'm excited to finally unveil the PlayStation 2 Eclipse, a PS2 console packed down into a Nintendo Switch style handheld. Rather than rely on emulation, the portable has a real PS2 motherboard that has been cut down to the bare essentials. This means that all gameplay runs at full speed and without any glitches. He also provides a uh, peek at what the internals look like and even has a YouTube video uh, going over the build process, the features, and uh, other things like that. And I've not had a chance to watch the video. I just like the design of this thing. This thing's freaking sweet. You know what they say, it doesn't take up mushroom. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. That was amazing. Uh, ah, thank you. I tip my proverbial hat to you, sir. That was awesome. So I, I do have it to looks... point out. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I say it looks smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really like the look of this thing. I do have to issue just a tiny correction. Uh, this is his okay. first portable ps2 but not the first so it's like other oh, people have been so making I, portable I ps2s for like a long time but his is far and away the coolest looking one i've ever seen uh they're usually like way bigger <laughs> but, um like i'm i'm looking at one from like a couple years ago where like it, it's just a big square it looks deeply uncomfortable to hold <laughs> and it's got mm-hmm. like the memory card sticks out of the top completely um you know not that i would ever crap on someone's ingenuity and design because there's no way i could do anything like this uh i was actually really glad you picked up this story because i watched this video over the weekend like the whole thing start to finish because i'm really uh 
intrigued by how people figure this stuff out. Like, if you watch the video, he took the PS2, took it apart, took it straight down to just the motherboard, and then cut the motherboard up into pieces, and it still works. <laughs> and that is like, I'm I'm not, uh, like, I can build PCs, I understand hardware okay, the idea that you can take a Dremel and cut a PlayStation into chunks and have it still function as a PlayStation 2 boggles my mind. Like, I can't begin to wrap my head around that. <laughs> like, he goes, this is the you PlayStation 2 stuff. motherboard. And then he just picks up the middle of it and, like, pulls it away. And there's still just a bunch of it left. And he goes, and this is the part I used. <laughs> and I was like, well, that that would terrify me. I don't know how you do that. But... It's an impressive piece of work, like really, real. I mean, he swapped out the optical drive for a USB somehow. I don't know how he did all this stuff, but it makes me very jealous. I, I want one. I want one of these, man. This is cool. Yeah, I'd honestly love this. So he uses a USB to get the games on it because that's what I was curious about, like trying to figure out, like, how do you? Yeah, he says it plays it. Um, uh, it you know. This, this is not emulating like so does it take discs or how does it do how does it work so he he has like a memory module inside the console that he like hardwired where the disk drive would normally go and he has a combination USB-C port on the bottom of it where it can both charge it and load new games onto it uh, so I mean it's basically Good. he says there's no emulation but very very technically there is emulation of the disk drive but the components mm-hmm. running the games are running them the same way, you know, it would on a traditional PlayStation 2. Uh, yeah. What was I going to say? He also made an incredibly cool, probably one that I like a little bit more. He created a portable Wii that is the size of a Game Boy Color. And it's like in a white shell. Huh. It's got the same form factor as a Game Boy Color, but you could he plays Skyward Sword on it with a Wii remote. The dude, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's so cool. Dude's good at what he does, apparently, because uh, yes. that's ridiculous um but yeah like ash i, I kind of just want one to, to be able to take a P- ps2 games on the go like that um i have quite the collection so yes please <laughs> and I, I appreciate that they led in, in their when their screenshots on twitter i appreciate that they led with of course one of the best games they could have led with which is kingdom hearts hell yes you a bigger fan <laughs> of the original kingdom hearts ash Oh, I'm a fan of Kingdom. Yes, is my answer to, to <laughs> Kingdom Hearts fan questions. I adore Kingdom Hearts, just like Derek and I are both huge Kingdom Hearts fans. Well, no, I mean, I mean the original. And uh, do do you prefer the original over two? Oh, game gameplay. No, gameplay wise, no. I I think Kingdom Hearts two is a better game, but mm-hmm. I still can go back to Kingdom Hearts one and appreciate it for what it is as well. The the combat's way more refined in two though, but I think one has some legitimate strengths over over two, such as the story just being a lot more tight. Yeah, the yeah. story pacing is way better in one, and I think the gameplay is way better than way better in two. Um, I don't think that but, they ever had. Oh, sorry. The levels oh, no, are more interesting it. in one as well. I'd, I, I'd argue. I don't think mm. that they ever tied the Disney worlds together into an overarching plot nearly as well as they did it in one. In one, every totally agree. important to mm. the overarching story. In the later games, it was just kind of a formality that oh, hey, it's Kingdom Hearts, so we got to explore Disney worlds. Completely right. agree with you. You yeah. could just tell they weren't as interested in that. It's like, well, it's just I what think- we do now. I will say Birth by Sleep, I think, got kind of halfway there. I think they did a pretty good job doing it in Birth by Sleep, but it never quite got to the level of Kingdom Hearts 1 in terms of actually integrating the Disney worlds into the story. Yeah. 
I just I, again, I just keep looking at this. It's like it'd be so cool to have. I know, I know, I want it. <laughs> I look at it. I'm just, can I buy it? But I know he gets asked yeah. that hundreds of people already. I'm sure. Ahead yeah. of oh, I'm sure. Oh, it's, sure. It's really funny that uh, he used to sell them. Like he used to take orders for them and build them for people. And with the release of this specific one, he's decided he's out of the game and he's just going to build oh, portables for like really YouTube like content. I'm like, oh, please come back. I make YouTube content. Does that count as a technicality for getting one? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Please. Uh, such a shame, but definitely check that out. It's um, it's pretty cool. That, that, that's all it has to say. It's, it's just really cool. Uh, either way, though, before we move on, uh, we did get another donation, uh, courtesy of Eric Washman with a two Canadian dollar donation. Thank you so much. Just Thank says... You. Chugga, Pokemon Conquest LP win. I've never played it. <laughs> really? It's on, it's one of my favorite uh, Pokemon spinoffs. I've heard that it's very good. It's just that when it came out, I was still kind of in my mode of, I don't know how to play a tactical RPG, so I'm not going to try. You've since learned, I think, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. It, it was so... so uh, when Fire Emblem Awakening was getting big, I, I tried some older Fire Emblem games before it, and I could not get into them because of how hard they were. Mm-hmm. And people were telling me, oh, Fire Emblem Awakening is super easy. You can get into that, no problem. I still thought it was too hard. So I, I had no idea how I was supposed to be playing this game. And I remember that I think I had to try to get into it three or four times before it finally stuck with me, and I really understood it. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gradually teaching Amy how to play... Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's, 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 there's a lot more mechanics to that one, so it's, I think it's a little overwhelming for it. But we're gradually getting her into it. So. Nice. We'll I see absolutely how it goes. adore Three Houses. I I'm not a tactical RPG guy either, and I was like, I'll I'll, I'll play this till I die. It's fine. Three Houses <laughs> is incredible. I need to go through and finish all the routes. Yeah, yeah I need same. to do the same. I've only done one route. And I'm experiencing a second route thanks to her, but that's about it. So yeah, I just Oof. need to hear the um, narrator again. Something about his voice. He has, like, the best voice of any human ever to have existed. I mean, he narrates <laughs> the opening of uh, Final Fantasy XIV, Realm Reborn, so there you go. God damn it. Now I gotta play Final Fantasy XIV. I love how rich and alive the world the Three Houses feels with them talking about. And in it, August, there's the festival to celebrate the coming of the turkeys, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. it's Caesar, it, it's a, um, I actually tweeted at David Lodge about how well he did in that game. And I can't remember what he said to me, but I was giddy that he actually replied. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where I was just blown away by how complete this world felt. Like, got hit family histories, the way they interconnect, the way this world works, just everything seems to be taken into account. It's like, i just never seen it before for a Fire Emblem game. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, so thank you so much, and, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to some, uh, I, I want to say spicy news, but it's actually more spiky. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, uh, who is an actor, and co- he's a comedian, and also an actor within, uh, recently in movies The Irishman and Green Book, uh, recently had an interview where he... I guess let slipped. It was, it was appeared on the latest episode of something called the Burt cast where he just casually mentioned that he's in the super Mario brothers animated movie uh, before he added that he's playing spike their boss. 
So when I saw these like people like headlines like yeah, this guy playing Spike, uh, I was like, oh, like the enemy. But right. no, as, as you saw from our um, thumbnail, Spike from Wrecking Crew, which I've never played Wrecking Crew. I had no idea this character was really a thing. Me neither. It's no, yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't know he was real. <laughs> yeah, I actually did know about Foreman Spike, but I mean, he's he's not at all who I thought of when I first saw this headline. I'm like, oh, okay, he's playing Spike, the enemy Spike. Okay, cool. I had heard of Foreman Spike, but I mean, he's just such a nothing character. And Wrecking Crew hasn't exactly endured in the same way as like mainstream Mario that I didn't even think of him. And if it's Foreman Spike, it's kind of weird that they're maybe going in on some Mario lore that, that you don't really see a whole lot of in, in the actual games. Like Wrecking Crew? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know what to make of this. So, go ahead, Chaka. If this is Wrecking Crew, that I think that could mean that this could be an origin story or early in the Mario timeline, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It seems like they'll probably find a way to get him into the Mushroom Kingdom and just have the real world be them as part of the Wrecking Crew, or I guess adapt him to be more of a plumber boss than a Wrecking Crew bro- yeah, boss. I, I had to look him up. He looks interesting. Like, he does look like a Mario character. That's the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely does. Yeah. I actually really like um, that, like a proto Wario almost. Almost. Oh, According to yeah. Nintendo, everything in the article uh, referenced the villains wiki to get uh, more of an idea about this guy. And according to that, it was uh, Spike was the angry foreman of the construction site where Mario and his brother Luigi worked during their time as construction workers. However, rather than help them, Spike continuously tried to hinder the brothers from doing their job, perhaps to rake in the cash for himself. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I I just get the sense like, oh, so he's Bluto because I know well, I know Donkey Kong was based it was originally supposed to be Popeye, so I don't know if Wrecking Crew was kind of that as well. So. I, don't I think know. I'm just more intrigued by the idea that this is going to be an animated Mario movie that may stick with the, you know, the origin story that they weren't born in the Mushroom Kingdom, but are plumbers who went to the Mushroom. Like, I don't know if we've ever seen an animated take on that, really, have we? I mean, you know, the, no. the, the, the well, live action parts of the Super Show were them in the real world, and then it's animated when you go, you know, when it's the Mushroom Kingdom. But, we uh, we yeah, saw that... Um... We saw that the Mario Brothers in the games were born in the same world as whenever wherever Yoshi's Island took place. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I thought kind of they were sticking with that, that they were just, you know, Mario and Luigi were born in the Mushroom Kingdom. They were kind of just soft, I, you know, kind of just wiping away them ever being plumbers. Yeah, in New York I, I was going to say, I, I could be misremembering, but I thought at some point someone from Nintendo implied that Mario was a different race than human because when Odyssey came out right. and they started asking why Mario looked so weird compared to the folks in New Donk City, they explained that he wasn't like a normal human or something. He, I, he's I feel a, like he's a, he's oh, a fleshy animal. <laughs> he's, yeah. kind of, he's, he's a weird meat bag. Mario has no bones. <laughs> I, I have to, um, I wonder like if, because they also said he wasn't a plumber, right? Like, they changed that recently. He's also, like, 26. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah, Miyamoto said, I'll never forget that. I think he said he's, like, 24 or something. something. Right? Like, Mario? Are we looking at the same Mart? No. 24? <laughs> what? Well, what would you <laughs> say his age is? What number would sound correct? Nothing in the 20s. I, I always figured he was probably, 30s, <laughs> 30s, maybe? Mid-30s. Maybe early 40s? I don't know, his skin's really smooth and soft and, and, and silky. 
That's true. He I mean, does have true. excellent skin for. You just want to caress yeah. him. I, what I really <laughs> want to know is why he has nose physics. <laughs> that bothers yeah. me. Just, uh, he's just that bouncy. Like his uh, nose well, just moves independently of his face, which I want to know what happened. I think Mario just has rhinophima or something. He needs to see a doctor. <laughs> It, it is interesting how every Mario adaptation has to pull Mario into the Mushroom Kingdom, whether it's the TV show, the original live action movie, or even the Japanese anime, where he's playing a video game and he gets sucked into the video game. And that's how he ends up in the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm. So I guess that's just a, a, a it's, I guess it's just the easiest way to introduce people to the world, the weird world of the Mushroom Kingdom. Imagine being uh, just a regular guy playing a video game, getting sucked into a video game, and the video game that you have become trapped in that you can't escape from becomes the largest hit in the world. And because you are now the most famous video game character in the world, you will actually die millions of times and come back to life every <laughs> single time. Oh. <laughs> oh no, no, I've thought about this before. Mario has died more than any other fictional character in history, and you can't argue that point. That's true. Yeah. Right? No. Could you imagine that? It's like you're yeah. omnipotent. But your life sucks. <laughs> yeah. I know, right. You're like, I exist in millions of places at once at any given time. And in all of those places, I am dying. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, maybe if we're, if we're going to get. That's why he really... looks so old at 24. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of, have you seen, I'm sure we've all seen that, that cursed image of Mario without a mustache. How weird <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, it's so weird. But, hey, you know what? If we're going to go really deep into Mario lore like this with Foreman Spike and Wrecking Crew, maybe we'll go all in on the original Mario Brothers 2, find out about the evolutionary differences between Koopas and Shell Creepers. I'm in, man. Let's let's just go. Go for this. I, I'm so intrigued by whatever the hell is going on here. I'm just... I might... I, I, my casting... Like, the thing I want to know more than anything else, is Martin A in it? He I, I have be. no idea. I really hope so, because I don't like this whole thing of characters having voice actors, and even though they're animated in their movies, still get some Hollywood actor to play them instead. Yeah. I don't... I, 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 it's one of those things, I can't imagine any other voice other than Martinez, but I also can't really imagine Martinez speaking full sentences. That, I, actually, I, I can't either. I have a story about that. There was one time at E3, I think this is the day that We Fit Trainer was announced for Smash 4, um, I don't know if they were running late or something, but they had Martinet up on stage talking as Mario, and he was up there talking in complete sentences for about 30 minutes. I remember that. It was way longer than was comfortable. I, I don't blame Martinet for this. I think they were probably just running late and telling him to stall for time, but his voice was getting so tired by the end, and hearing him speak in full sentences as Mario for that long, it kind of was starting to show me why they don't do that right. more in the game. <laughs> And I also remember, just speaking of, of awkwardness from that day, that was the same day, and, and I'm actually going to uh, correct you, Chugga, mm -hmm. that was the day that Mega Man was announced in Smash and also Wii Fit Trainer. Just so <laughs> oh, wow. so sorry, yeah. I, I missed the important <laughs> I remember that day. Wii Fit Trainer was announced at the presentation that Martin yeah, A was exactly. being. Right. Right, but then, there, I don't know who it was, it wasn't Martin A, but there was someone live commentating a match between Mario and Mega Man in like, you know, an early build of Smash 4, and it was the most cringy live commentary i still remember to this day just how everybody was you could feel the embarrassment in the air it was just so you could tell that he had never seen a smash in his life 
and he was just trying to comment. I don't know who it was. Mega Man yeah. shooting the Yeet Poggers gamers. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, I don't remember much of what Martinet was saying at the time because at the same time frame when they did all that, I remember. Uh, they had a bunch of booths set up. I think it was also in Tropical Freezers being demoed. And then they had a, a 3DS set up for uh, playing Mario and Luigi. I think Dream it was Team. Dream Team. Yes. And Martinet was behind the thing where Mario was speaking around the crowd and talking in live in live uh, in real time. And they had a bunch of, uh, you know, girls helping to help demo the stuff uh, around. The, it was almost like a bar area um, for these demos. And uh Martinet would talk to just people he'd see around, but also the girls. And I <laughs> had to stop from cracking up because one of the girls was like, if this guy talks to me anymore, I'm gonna freaking scream. Like he, she was <laughs> sick of him. And it just it was it was just like <laughs> like he wasn't I wasn't being creepy, but he was also being like, ah, pretty lady and all that. I hope, I hope you're working hard and all that. It's just one of those things. I can't remember exactly what was being said, so I don't want to put words in his mouth literally. But it was just so funny to me that they just like, I'm losing it. I'm going to lose it. She's just <laughs> so, whispering to you like, they don't pay me enough for this. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, going uh, back to the idea of Mario being eternal and living an eternally damned existence, I keep going back to this comment in our YouTube chat by Kay Fios saying, Dormamu mia, I've come to bargain. Like, I, oh I can't even deal. That's so good. Yeah. Well, well played. Well, th- since you read that, thank you very much for that uh, $5 uh, super chat as well, uh, Kay Fios, since you read that comment. <laughs> oh, I, oh, it's, oh, it's funny. I actually saw it in a non super chat. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was also realize, in so. a super chat. They, they oh, were okay. proud of it, which they I should didn't be. realize. Well, thank you for the donation. I know it's in a super chat, too. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will see how it all ends up. But as many people point out, he has spoken as Wario in full sentences. It's just, it's the Mario right. voice. Wario, um, for some reason, I can hear it, but more Mario. Hmm. See, I can look I, up. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I was saying, look up the Wario press conference if you haven't. Um, there was about a five-minute animation on the official website for the original WarioWare, where Wario does a press conference for his new company. And it's him speaking in full sentences about five minutes. And it's pretty great stuff, actually. I've seen some mods and fan games sample uh, audio from it, uh, where he says, like, have a rotten day, and stuff like that. It's, <laughs> that it's really pretty good. good. Um, that was really the, good, man. The, the website is lost to time, uh, but the audio survived on the Wayback Machine, so people have archived it. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say right. real quick. I don't. I don't have much trouble like imagining Martinet going on as Mario. I, I'm a pretty big fan of his, so I've watched him retell the story of how he got the part like multiple times, and he always launches into the exact same spiel about like a cooking show with Mario, and he he gets pretty far into it, and most times he retells the story. Um, but I gotta admit, like, he runs at this, like, frenetic pace when he's saying, like, full sentences as Mario. Like, this energy that I imagine would be very difficult to keep up for long periods of time. Uh, the other thing, and I, I remember this because it threw me for a loop, was if you pre-ordered the Wii at GameStop in North America, <laughs> Mario called you about your pre-order for it. Wait, I, I, I got that. a call from Reggie fils Oh, I got a call from Mario. Really? I got a call wow. from Mario as well. Yeah. Yeah, they just huh. differed it up. Yeah. 
Yeah, damn, I wish I got Reggie calling me. I mean, like, you know, yeah. beyond the times he normally calls me because we're homies and we hang out and stuff. But... <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, Mario can, I mean, Mario. Martin A can act because uh, he does play a character named Orvis in Crack and Time, and he's kind of unrecognizable in that role. Mm-hmm. But he's really good at it. I too, definitely so. did not know that was him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm excited to I'm I'm curious how this is going to go, but we shall see. Um, before we move on, though, uh, we got a. I think the last one is. Hold on, <laughs> I'm still looking where we left off. I think the last one we left off on is from Jacob Mazza with a two dollar donation saying, uh, "Steve, Film Theory made a video on killing minions." Yeah, uh, a lot of people let me know about that over the weekend on Twitter. Like, I woke up to, like, 38 notifications of people just tweeting that video at me. So thank you for making me aware. (laughs) I watched the whole thing, even though I'm not, like, the biggest game theory fan anymore. But um, I watched it, and it goes typically into the weeds. Like, it's long story short, apparently you have to modify them at the DNA level to kill them based on things (laughs) things <laughs> but uh <laughs> thanks to everybody who showed me that video i definitely did watch it all the way through and my wife wondered what the hell i was doing the entire time yeah, yeah. fair <laughs> uh azure prominence with a nine dollar 99 cent donation saying thanks to all four of you for all the fun and positive content you all make i hope to one day uh meet each of you in person and i especially wish to pokemon battle uh chugger conroy with my poison type team could you mm, take a- you know me i like poison <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Azure yeah, Prominence. Thank you. We would yeah, love to meet you. you one day as well, hopefully at an upcoming Absolutely. show or something. Yeah. <laughs> a convention's return someday in a safe manner. Yeah. Hopefully. In a month, hopefully. Uh, Either that or Ash and I are doomed. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Because <laughs> we're still planning on going to PAX. They haven't canceled it yet, so we'll oh. see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Alan Wilkinson with a two-pound uh, donation uh, saying, will this Mario movie actually involve plumbing? Well, it's, it might involve wrecking, but probably involves plumbing. They do like the harp on that fact. So technically, if there's right. warp pipes in it, it does. Yeah, I guess True. that's a good point. Yeah. Exactly, I would say so. I th- I'd say it's a pretty strong possibility. Yep. Jaden Buck with a five dollar donation saying, "You guys are forgetting that Steve is in his twenties and he kind of looks like a, a Mario himself." Ah, oh, you guys sure. are so nice. I mean, I do. <laughs> I have become more Mario-like over the pandemic. I probably should fix that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> That just means you became a better jumper, right? You're just really, you've got... No, I I gained, like, the physical properties of a Mario brother, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) But none of the Uh athletic prowess. Literally none of it. Uh And then, of course, we got Austin Austin, the RPG Nuts uh, $5 donation, which, again, thank you for that. We read your comment, uh, Ash read your comment earlier, which was quite funny. (laughs) Oh, no, that was Kay Fios. Uh, Austin the RPG Nut has a different comment. Oh, oh, it was yeah. Kay. I am so sorry, uh, Austin RPG RPG Nut, with, uh, who has a five dollar donation. Sorry, hey GVG Cast, how goes it? Question for Emil: What are some games you've been playing on your own time, not for recordings? Love you all so much. Hmm. Do you have time to play on your own time? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite lately, and I liked it more than I expected to. I've not tried it yet. A lot of people seem to really like it. Yeah, I'm yeah, surprised I've... how well it's taken off. I'd never played a MOBA before, and then somebody wanted me to wanted to, uh, to make a video with me playing it. So I'm like, okay, I'll play it for the first time for you. And then I ended up sticking with it. Nice. nice. That was a fun uh, surprise. Hmm. Hmm. Very cool. I, I can't. Right. Uh, people are bringing up Steven in the chat. I just got to say, Steven 
he is the highest ranking person on my friend list, and he never plays Pokemon games at all, and yet he's played this one more than me. That's uh, insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. Um, Hold on next... real quick. I, I just have to point this out because we were talking about GameStop pre-order calls earlier. Chugga was right. Uh, so for the Wii, it was it was Reggie. It was from mm-hmm. Super Mario Galaxy that Mario called you. Sorry, I just uh, had to put that out there because it was in the back of my brain really bugging me. My memory was not faulty. I, I remember now that I have a somewhere in my closet of shirts that don't fit a Reggie, like, Bruce Lee Wii promo t-shirt. Where he's, like, holding nice. the Wii remote and the nunchuck, but he's dressed like Bruce Lee or Fei Long oh get down that way. There you <laughs> go. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's time to talk about what, what we're all here for. <laughs> all, all right. right. So, rumors of a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 have surfaced. Uh, during, an <laughs> during an interview, she appeared in a video chat with a YouTube channel going by Din's Meteorite, uh, which is a very small gaming channel with only around 33 subscribers, and it kind of went all unnoticed for a while, but they talked about several subjects, including her time spent on Xenoblade Chronicles and the recent uh, recent uh, role with Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition and Future Connected. Um, so she was actually musing about her first role in Xenoblade Chronicles, and Jenna Coleman said, God, when was the first game? Ten years ago? It was a long time ago. I did, I did it pre-Doctor Who days, and when they did, and when they did the second one, uh, they asked me to come back. I think they're going to do another. She paused. Common knowledge? Don't know. Yeah, I think they're going to do another. Not sure if I'm allowed to say that. And that has immediately caused a bunch of people to start like, wait, what? Another? What's all that about? And Fanbyte has come through uh, basically with their own source, uh, sources, uh, and saying that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is set to be revealed, early, uh, was, was set to be revealed earlier this year and may still be announced before the end of the calendar year but has had a difficult time with the pandemic development and optimizing the game for the switch the character the game is aiming for more character models on screen than once at once than any other previous title accounting for both playable characters and enemies um so we'll see if it actually happens but they're saying if all goes well the game could be released as soon as the first half of next year delayed from its original and now exceedingly unlikely winter 2021 target date um but yeah apparently it's uh the game is nearing its final stage of development but it's just held back for any number of reasons which uh has led to speculation and people like wait xenoblade 3 and melee is back (laughs) maybe so right. the theme of the day is letting your 2022 voice roles slip before they're supposed to. <laughs> Apparently, that is the common factor this time. Yeah. I I gotta say, I'm curious what they... I mean, I hope that they're taking time with this, if it is as far along in development as they're saying, to better optimize it than uh, 2 mm-hmm. was. I mean, I really love Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but it pushes the Switch really hard. <laughs> It runs great when docked, but in handheld mode, the resolution yeah. is changing on you constantly, and it really mm-hmm. has struggles to keep up. I think it's like 540p on the low end, right? For, for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in handheld mode? Something like that. I, I know it's say, not yeah. much higher than 480. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it might even be lower than 540p. I think 480p oh, really? would be okay. the magic number there. It, oh, okay. it changes yeah. dynamically, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, if, they, if they're trying to get even you know more character models on screen at once for for what I imagine are large scale battles, I mean, <laughs> you know, they, they, they hopefully, as you said, Steve, are spending a lot of time on optimization because I can't see that going too well in handheld mode, given how Xenoblade Two worked out in handheld mode. So they certainly have their work cut out for them here. Wow. So, I, so it went all the way down to 342p, which is a resolution I didn't oh. know existed. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> Clearly way lower than 540. My bad. But, so oof. I, I yeah. feel kind of bad for Jenna Coleman here because I get the feeling she thought she was just calling a fan and that this wasn't going to be posted anywhere. And um, it could be that it wasn't really intended for that many people to see as well, but... Because this was posted, I think, three months ago, and it's just that nobody noticed it until now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's such I a mean, small channel and didn't really go anywhere. If I had to guess, somebody with 30 subscribers probably paid her, like like on Cameo or something like that, to, to just chat mm-hmm. for a little bit. Uh, you know, not not too dissimilar from, from like our Fight of Founder sessions or something like that, where it's supposed to be like a one-on-one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, you know, like you said, Chugga, she probably just assumed that this was just a fan and oh hey i'm gonna you know be a little loose with with uh what i'm talking about here because who, who's gonna see it you know <laughs> mm-hmm. uh I, I could i could totally understand that but uh i hope that she but doesn't I, see any consequences for this because that would suck too. i gotta say it poor melia <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah, yeah just continuing that theme but uh, yeah apparently this was originally posted june 14th so it's been almost two months. Where were you on the night of June fourteenth? Just it sounds like <laughs> one of those dates that you would hear really, in a police interview. It really does. <laughs> it's it's crazy, and I mean, we're talking about optimization and all that. But does this hint at do we dive? Do we dare dive into the Switch Pro again? Oh God! Uh, so. I'm going to just give my quick take on this. I think that if it was poised to launch in winter or or Q1, that it probably isn't like a Switch Pro exclusive or yeah. something like that. I think they're I probably the fact that they're still working on optimization probably speaks to the fact that it is for the Switch we all have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I can see that being the case. The thing I'm most right. curious about is just how are you going to get more characters on screen than you had in Chronicles 2? Uh, with with the world size, like I hope they don't scale down the world size. If anything, I hope we get like a change in art style that maybe is a bit more simplistic, like cell shaded or something like that. And I know that two was kind of cell shaded, but the environments look pretty pretty realistic in my opinion. Um, kind of realistic. They're very colorful and popping, not poppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't think Uriah looks super realistic. It's definitely fantasy. Oh, I just mean like in terms of textures on the rocks and stuff like that and, and environmental textures. They didn't look like I, I think they were pretty well detailed. And I wonder if that caused like some of the issues we saw with the dynamic resolution stuff on the uh, on on two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I am personally um, of the belief that if your game's got to run at a low resolution for it to run smoothly, I'd rather it run smoothly than have a nice resolution and not run smoothly. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely. But, it's always uh, matters a little de- bit more. Devil's right. Advocate, it did run at 720p docked, which is like, you know, pretty pretty bad for like a 1080p TV, really bad on a 4K TV. Right. Um <laughs> So I'm kind of curious like mm-hmm. what they do, like how I I feel like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has to be 
different in some major way for for it to you know run well on the switch while looking good to their credit torna looks noticeably better than the base game of two and it released nine months later oh see i still need to play torna i have it i just have never never found the time torna is a good time Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people prefer its battle system to base xenoblade 2s that's what i've heard and i mean maybe this is just from a place of ignorance because my my exposure to chronicles is just two um i love the battle system in two like I okay. really, really no, like I, I it like it, too. I, I thought you were about to go, this battle system is so slow and makes no sense and everything takes forever, like <laughs> so many people say. Yeah, no. Um, I So it definitely was intimidating at first when I first started playing it, especially because, like you guys, I had it early, so I had no one I could talk to about it. Um, but once I learned it, like, I remember fighting the final boss and I was just like, God, I feel like I'm so good at this now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. felt good when nice. you got those uh, uh, combo attacks that did like three million damage. It's like I am a god. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be the I guess the uh, voice on the other side of this. I definitely get why people like Xenoblade 2's battle system if you take the time to really dig into it. But it just it wasn't for me. Uh, and and replaying Xenoblade One through the definitive edition just kind of reminded me how much I prefer. Xenoblade 1's battle system, but I'm not going to be one of those people saying, it makes no sense and it sucks. I definitely get that if you really get into it, it's awesome, but it's just, I bounced right off it. I, For me, the battle system became an active hindrance just to get to the parts of the game that I really wanted to see, which were the, you know, the story, the music, the worlds, you know, the settings. It just wasn't for me, gameplay-wise. Yeah. I mean, each drone, of course. No, no, There's yeah. no one definitive thing um but i am uh i just want it <laughs> that's really please yeah. let this be real i still want please a new let one. it be yeah. a thing i, I want to yeah. draw attention to the fact that the time between two coming out and present is longer than the amount of time between x2 it's possible that there could be another game soon yeah nice it's the timeline kind of fits there and i've been it wondering what monolith like has been up yeah. to i mean if, we're, than, if yeah, we're getting Splatoon 3 and Xenoblade 3 in the same year. And Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild. Closer to like 2017 again. All all we're missing is Mario Odyssey 2 at that point in Arms 2. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw somebody point out, it was like, you know, 2022, possibly getting, well, you know, Breath of the Wild 2, Splatoon 3, uh, Xenoblade 3, getting a new Mario plus Rabbids. Okay. We're just getting the sequel to 2017. Okay. Yes, please. We'll take that. Yeah. I am on board. Mario Kart 9 would be really cool, but I, I don't think I can wish, like, I can't wish for that much. That's asking Nintendo for, like, one thing too many, I feel. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, with I, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe continuing to just do gangbusters, as we've seen from the latest sales reports, I guess there's just, they don't necessarily need a Mario Kart 9 or, or need to, you know, they can take their sweet time with it because 8 Deluxe just continues to kill it. True. I'm so surprised I, they never did another round of DLC for Mario Kart 8. Yep. You would have thought they'd take advantage of that. I thought they would. Yeah, I wish they would have. It seems like a very monetizable game, if you ask me. Oh, God, I yeah. I still want just, Kirby tracks or a Kirby track. Just one. Just give me one Dreamland <laughs> track. That's all I want. Yeah. Um. Oh, excuse me. Um. I was going to say something about Xenoblade, but now I'm forgetting. What the heck was it? Oh, yeah. Uh a new a new game does also make sense for in terms of future connected. 
Uh, no spoilers, but I was quite disappointed by the ultimate villain of that game and I, of that thing because well, it made no real sense to me. I, I don't really agree with you because I think that making the bad guy more of just an entity makes a lot more sense than, oh, hey, we saved the world nine months ago, but now there's a bigger, badder guy who's badder than that. I, I suppose that's true, but it's more that I didn't get an explanation for this entity. And it's like, what is this all about? And I don't know. And it just, it, it felt weird. Now, as a piece to finish off Melia's story, it's fantastic. So I'm, I'm curious as to what uh, Luxon is talking about, because uh, they say here in the YouTube chat, if you played Xenosaga, the villain of Future Connected is amazing. If you didn't, it kind of sucks. I played mm-hmm. and loved all of Xenosaga, but I haven't gotten around to Future Connected. I kind of bounced off it when I started it after finishing Definitive Edition proper. Um, but maybe I need to just look up the cutscenes and see what happens, because as a huge Xenosaga fan... I've not finished Xenosaga, so I'm not sure what they're talking as about. to what you mean. Hmm. Hmm. As someone who's never played either, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> but I will not be getting into it. I'm not going to be getting into any Xenosaga spoilers or anything. No spoilers. Not going to you know, obviously get into that. But I'm just curious. So, hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that it was the direction they could have gone. I, I think it was a... Okay. I think that the direction they went with the main antagonist was about the best you could have done without cheapening the original story. Uh, I, I'm not saying that True. Future Connected is amazing. I, I, I describe Future Connected as pleasant, where mm-hmm. characters are back, they're written in character, there's some great music... It's a nice little time to spend with them again, but not at all anything grand or epic. No, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, just nice to be back in that world. It is. Yeah. It's it's nice. It's, it's nice. It's pleasant. It's usually mm-hmm. how I describe it. I'm glad I played it once. Um, it's not the most spectacular thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Agreed. Well, we'll see if that uh, comes together. If anything, I, we can. Okay. And I was going to say, even though the timeline does match up, I do want to just kind of say for a second that I do find it awfully convenient that specifically right as soon as this interview gets found, the media is going, oh, hey, confirmed, very reliable source says that this is absolutely a main game that has Melia in it. And that feels a little convenient timing to be able to get lots of clicks out of something when you would not have otherwise... I just want to say that it's not impossible. It's not impossible that it's there is something going on and that Melly is in it. But I do think that it's kind of jumping to conclusions and awfully convenient timing for the media to apparently have an exclusive, very reliable scoop on this right as soon as this was discovered after it happened three months ago, I might add. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I normally would yeah. would take this with like a fistful of salt, but uh we we've had Imran on the show before. He's he's a really solid reporter. I would put him yeah. in league with like Jason Schreier and other folks that that consistently do really good honest reporting. Um generally if Imran writes something, I I put a lot of stock in it. Uh he's he's a really good guy and a close friend of mine personally. Um but someone who honestly I I think of the reporters that are in the game right now that actually talk about rumor stuff. Uh he's probably one of the ones i trust more than most okay it's not impossible i'm just saying yeah might have just been like uh i could see just based on past experiences how someone just like well i have this but i don't want to like just drop it out of nowhere where is something i can just kind of yeah hitch this ride to i i will say 
that one thing I've done when I've like tried to chase down rumors, uh, a little bit of which I did today, but I don't like to report rumors. <laughs> um, no. uh, I can't is, imagine why. If yeah, somebody that is drops a like, a, like a piece of information, like I'll usually go to folks that I know that might be in a position or well-placed to know information and be like, hey, I know this thing. Can you confirm this thing? And then just kind of use that to open the door to a conversation. But and I imagine Imran has way better sources than any of us here. <laughs> but um, I also of note is that another reporter that I trust, Takashi Mochizuki from the Wall Street or from Bloomberg. I wanted to say Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. He used to be there. Um, he also has been tweeting about Xenoblade Chronicles three the past couple of days like retweeting reports about it, you know, with typical like, hmm, like thinking emojis and stuff <laughs> like that. So uh, I think he knows something too, but mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I see. personally, I, I hope uh, that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is a thing and that it's coming out sooner rather than later because yeah. I would like to go back and play it. Like I, I liked two enough that I, I would definitely go all in on picking up three on day one and, and getting into it. Gosh, every time I finish a Let's Play from this series, they just have to make another one, so I'm back. <laughs> yeah, they, they know what they're doing. It's like, well, he's almost finished. we got to get another one. It's, it's, it my, it's, it's my eternal torment. <laughs> uh, Twilord asking about the next Xenoblade uh, will have Napon or Nopon. Um, Napon. If, it, if, if they're having Coleman, it's probably going to be Napon. Mm-hmm. That's the British yeah. way. Because I, I did actually enjoy uh, when they had uh, when I watched. Your, I've not experienced the um, uh, one character from X showing up, and mm-hmm. they I like that I still had her pronounce it no pawn. And they even make fun of it in the cutscene, saying like, mm-hmm. "Wow, you say it like that. What's wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good moment. All right. Uh, well, before we move on to our last story, uh, we got a four dollar ninety nine cent donation from Screamo Shaman. Uh, Amazing. I love um, with, uh, yeah, 49 uh, says, apparently Martinet had an uncredited role in Mad Dash for the Xbox, where he plays an Italian dragon who makes fart jokes and threatens other racers. Martinet's voice acting career is sure. probably one of the strangest out there. Yeah, absolutely. That I sounds was, great, though. I think it was also like a hyper-violent anime is, at some point, too, as one of his other roles. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Uh, BJ Bovia... <laughs> Thank you so much for the ten dollar donation. Just going Xenoblade, huh? ah, Xenoblade. Nice. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so that's much. the appropriate response. Yep. Uh, with Taniac with a five dollar donation. Thank you so much. Saying have to go get food, but don't want to miss my chance. So I'll ask now. Chugga, can you rank the Xenoblades? Also, any plans of let's play X? So I wanted to do X, uh, but. I got pretty far along in planning it, and then I was pretty sure it was going to get ported to something else eventually, probably with a lot of little improvements. So it'd be kind of lame to have this 200-part-long series, and then in the middle of it, they announce an enhanced version, and my complaints with it aren't even true anymore in this enhanced version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't really want to do that. If I had to rank them, I'd probably say... I'd probably say 1-2 Torna X Future Connected. Nice. I think that's fair. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, yipes, the fruit striped zebra with $1.99 donation and just a fun little emote. It's like a game controller sticker saying GG. I love that. GG. Thank you. I like That's it. so cool. Thank you so much. Uh, Mike F with $1.99 donations. Uh, thank you so much saying, Babe, wake up. New Scott the Waz just dropped. <laughs> hey. 
Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Got something to watch yeah. after we finish. Yeah, yeah we don't leave. Something to was. Huh? Ah, there you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's the Wazzy Bear. <laughs> uh, Scribble Shaman back once again with a two dollar ninety nine donation. Says my last super shot was late. Sorry about that. I don't know worries. We got to it. No, no problem. Uh, Zaire Miller with a $5 donation. Thank you once again. Uh, saying after the news about Jojo part six, I decided to start watching part one. So, and so far liking it anyway, what's your most, lo- uh, look forward to anime. Mine is chainsaw man. Oh man. man I'm interested in chainsaw Steve. man. I want to see dragon ball superhero when that comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Curious about that one. Uh, I mean, I'm always interested in the next, uh, my hero movie. So looking forward to That's that true one too. Uh, the manga uh, took a really good turn today. I'm excited to see where it goes. Nice. Um, I love anime, of course, but I don't really have a lot of a lot of knowledge of upcoming anime that I'm specifically looking forward to. So whatever anybody recommends to me, sure. That's kind of that's kind of where I am too, Ash. I don't know of any upcoming yeah. anime. I just i I always hear about this anime being something I should check out when it's two or three seasons in, and my friends are freaking yep. out about it. Same, same. I'm like, yeah. oh boy, I have to catch up now. That. I mean, that's how I feel like as an anime watcher of my hero and hearing about Steve saying, oh, there's really cool stuff happens. Like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing, uh, while we're talking about anime real quick, apparently Sony, I think, acquired Crunchyroll or yeah. Funimation acquired Crunchyroll and Funimation is owned by Sony or something really weird. Yeah, Funimation is owned by Sony. Yeah. yeah. So I guess Sony just owns anime now, which is mm-hmm. all right. On the, right. on the subject, my my best friend. Apparently, they own Earthbound now as well. Have you heard? <laughs> oh God! Yo, Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Salt. Uh, on, on the on the subject of anime, like uh, my best friend keeps saying, I need to watch Odd Taxi or check that out. And I don't. I've know heard good things about it. I've not keeps, yeah. seen anything of it. Yeah, I'll have to check mm-hmm. it out. Um, I do yeah. know that the, the Shaman King dropped on Netflix today, so I do want to check it. I I watched a few episodes back in the day, and I watched. I read the manga. Not the whole thing, but some of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see if that new anime kind of captures that. So mm-hmm. the, there's a super relatable thing in the uh, in the Patreon chat saying, "Isn't this like the third Crunchyroll?" <laughs> it might be. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this has happened before. Which, why am I paying for both then? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that is a good question. Uh, let's see. Oh my gosh, there's so many super chats. Um, or Orcanus Ofish uh, 153 with a $5 donation. Thank you so much. Saying Xenoblade 3 rumors, remember to hype responsibly or else you will pay for your insolence. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Nice. Hype responsibly in general. Hype responsibly. Good, good, good uh, rule to live by. Be patient. There's a lot of games coming up this this fall, so we got we got plenty to keep us busy. Yeah. Uh, Matt Krenz with a $5 Canadian dollar donation saying, I wonder if Xenoblade 3 will bring in the Xenoblade Chronicles X cast to make things more epic. Also hoping for an X port. Would be nice to get that X port. I don't know if they'd bring in the X-Cast. Somehow I doubt it. I have uh, doubt everything's it. made more epic when you put an X at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're talking about the Xenoblade symbol earlier. The Xenoblade symbol is doing this with a flashlight so that it shines up into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dueling, dueling fl- uh, flashlights. Uh, get Lucky with a $3 donation saying, are you guys going to Too Many Games 2021? Probably not. Uh, it's mm, hard not to sure get up. I. No. Yeah, not, it's hard to get up there. TNG, I'm, a, I'm a little further away from it now, and uh, need to f- need to find a babysitter for Kai because I don't know if I want to take him into a convention. So don't look who's joined home. us. Yeah. Oh, hi Kirby. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. 
Yes. Uh, Essex08 with a $4.99 donation saying, before this video ends, thank you for making my exams uh, study block more enjoyable. Well, hopefully you can still concentrate. Yes. So, but, yeah, uh, glad we can do it. that influence on you. Make sure to pass the exam. <laughs> That's the important yes. part. Uh, and then Seb TH1 with a $5 donation as well. Thank you so much. Says, hi, Emil. I want to thank you for inspiring me with my own content. I'm not as interesting, but I helped you with Mario and Luigi Partners in Crime, if you recall. Oh, you were the one who sent that in. Thank you. Uh, do you guys know about that? I don't. I've said the no. name before in, 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 in uh, thinking about, like, there should be a Mario and the Waluigi game and calling it Partners in Crime. But that's all I, but it's only my own thing. I don't know about your thing. In the in the um, in the first print run of Mario and Luigi Partners in Time, on the last page of the manual on the back cover, it says "Copyright Nintendo 2005 Mario and Luigi Partners in Crime." Oh, <laughs> they misspelled the game title as "Crime." That's that is amazing. amazing. I love it. Nice. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> oh, that so would be good. an amazing like GTA clone with Mario and Luigi just. Well, you know, oh, right. GTA things. And when I was trying to find a picture of that manual typo, I found out that there was a news story, I think from 2008, where these guys dressed as Mario and Luigi for Halloween robbed a cab driver, and the news headline story, the news story headline was actually Mario and Luigi partners in crime. Nice. It just works so well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, speaking of Mario, and, uh, well, we're about to close things, but we should also talk about the openings of things. So let's move on to our last story. So, you know how there was going to be a Nintendo involvement with the opening ceremony for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics? Uh, well, turns out uh, it has leaked uh, the Japanese website going by GA-M. I don't know how to, exactly what it goes there. But they found they found a leaked memo or found the, the original plans for what was supposed to happen uh, in the opening ceremony and involved a warp pipe, uh, you know, Mar Mario in a warp pipe. Uh, they have this whole like breakdown storyboard thing that says Mario, who is in Rio, hears the voices. Mario suddenly remembers something and quickly enters the green pipe from Rio to Tokyo. Mario passes through the pipe to the, uh, the top and the bottom of the screen, flip and turn inside ups upside down during the middle of Mario's trip. Mario has completely transformed into pixels as he jumps out of the pipe. The aliens are astonished. I don't know where the aliens came from, but okay. <laughs> Mario starts to run. Mario throws a ball. Hello Kitty receives the ball. Sonic throws the ball into a pipe. The ball passes through a pipe and hits a Pokemon monster ball. The monster ball opens and Pikachu emerges and Pikachu carries the ball. So, yeah. That was awesome. Like, there was yeah, gonna be, it was awesome. It was yeah. cool. <laughs> this, this, apparently, there's all this ball, this ball stuff going through uh, various characters, and, including all the ones we just mentioned. Also, Subasa or Zora, Doraemon, Son Goku, Pac-Man, and the reason Pac-Man is going to be on the board screen and whatnot as all this goes on. Space Invaders were going to show up. Um, I love it. And they're going to have, like, I guess, gameplay and hand clapping on the boards or something like that. I don't know. It is. It sounded freaking awesome. Yeah. I wish this could have been realized. I, I would have see this happen. Yeah. And yeah. the production actually was supervised by Miyamoto. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is that is so close to Goku being in Smash that it sets my hair on end. <laughs> and Miyamoto Hello has Kitty. Goku in his control. And, yeah. And Hello Kitty. Like, Hello Kitty versus Goku. Oh, it could have had God. it happen. Oh, man. That that would have been that, so amazing. So you, amazing. Every really nerd amazing. on Earth would have watched that. 
every single one. Mm-hmm. You want to know how to make yeah. nerds care about athletics? There you go. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I hope you're listening. Yep. <laughs> Just have Mario and the rest hold a ball. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, think about not seeing that, like seeing that in non-storyboard form. How cool would that have been to watch? I, I no, would've... seriously. It so the uh, the announcement of the Tokyo Olympics with the warp pipe drilling through the world and all that, and... that was cool. So if, if it was being handled by the same people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, this would have been great. Also, Jim and I in our live audience YouTube chat says, I mean, or okay, but Hello Kitty and Smash would be pretty cool. And... I have to agree. I mean, I, I typically I appreciate the only video game original characters rule, but I might I might make an exception for Hello Kitty and Smash. That'd be pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about this other than just the missed potential and yeah. Once again, it's damn you, COVID. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Is is it a hot take to say that the Olympics were a horrible idea? I don't pay any attention to sports. Uh, I mean, in, in, in light of the risks, you know, yes. Like, this year, oh yeah. I mean, eighty percent of the Japanese population were. That's were why Nintendo pulled not, out is because yeah, they didn't. It was want so it unpopular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think it absolutely should have been should have waited until things were safer. The Olympics themselves yes. are great. They're awesome. They're important. They're yeah, that's what I mean. The Olympics this year were, were yeah, terrible. This year, mm-hmm. Definitely should have been. When I heard that they were actually going through it, I was like, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, it, it had. I, I saw some bits here and there because of uh, Peacock uh, Plus having replays of some of the events. Not all of them, which was annoying to Amy because she likes watching the Olympics, and there's just not everything that she wanted to watch. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, it just had such a different energy because there was just nobody in the stands, nobody cheering. It was just like this feels so empty. I mean, it literally is, but it just feels empty. Like it's just not as important. Right. They didn't have cardboard people and play stock sounds of people cheering. <laughs> no. <laughs> and again, the fact that I mean, there, there's a joke in the fact that they played the Olympus Coliseum music and in, in, from Kingdom Hearts for the Parade of Nations because that game is known for having completely empty cities and the Coliseum has nobody in the stands. And, <laughs> you know, so it, it was just kind of a funny uh, life imitating art moment or art imitating life moment i should say but this will always be the the olympics that have video game music for the parade of nations and i wish it could be associated with a more successful olympics overall be nice but yeah maybe we'll see if the the winter olympics work out i kind of doubt it this right now but we'll see yeah we will see (laughs) all right well with that done there's one more super chat to read off Coming from Majora Z with a $10 donation. Thank you so, so much. Saying, one of my hobbies is Mesoamerican, uh, otherwise Aztec, Maya, etc. History. And the Crunchyroll original Onyx Equinox is the best researched authentic commercial series on it. Creator is an LGBT Mexican woman, too. I have not heard of this, but that sounds awesome. Yeah, it does sound awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for letting us know about that. uh, Yeah, you don't hear about, like, well-researched shows. Like yeah. they might research it well, but we're like, ah, eh, for just you know making it a little bit more interesting. Where we know this is how it happens, but we want it to be cool, so we do yeah. this one thing. So we're just gonna mm-hmm. tweak it a bit. Mm-hmm. So that's just how it well, goes. Thank you but for that yeah. knowledge. That's very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And yeah, with that, I believe we have covered all the major headlines from today's news. Went a little longer, but you guys were very generous today, and there was a lot to talk about. So yeah, but before we sign off. 
Emil, thank you once again for coming on the show and talking about all this. It's always a pleasure having you on. But where can everybody find you at? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, So I make Let's Play videos. I'm currently still Let's Playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, 11 months in. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook as Chugga Conroy. Absolutely. New Game Plus, baby. It's The end is in sight. <laughs> New Game Plus, and then I have a whole side game to play. <laughs> yes. Just a side game, yeah, no the, big deal. It's not The side game is not that long. It's not that long. Yeah. And it has probably one of the... A character I feel has like the biggest fan favorite at this point. Or one of the biggest. Uh, so, well, not for sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how it all goes. Uh, before we fully sign off, though, Darchi with a $5 donation saying, just finished Chugga's Majora's Mask Let's Play last night. Love TRG and G- uh, uh, love TRG and GVG. Please collab. TRGVG. So, TRGVG. Nice. There we go. Love it. It's made for it. Nice. We just need like a six player game somehow. I don't know what I don't know what those are, but <laughs> something. <Right. laughs> Not even the Wii U Thank had us covered there. I don't think so. Oh my gosh. And then another one's Pirate Jake with a $5 donation Jeez. says, Hey guys, Chega, love your LPs, especially your Zeno and Pokemon ones. Also, Paper Mario Origami King is my favorite game of all time. Wow, that's in high praise. Hope nice. you can forgive me. Great game. Yeah, you're doing <laughs> what I wish I could be doing. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Thank you all so much for your incredible generosity. Jeez, yeah, thank yeah, you seriously. so much, everybody. Thank you. Definitely check out Chugga. Thank you once again to Chugga being here. Uh, but of course, we have others to thank, including especially, well, especially our patrons, all of you that support us each and every day and week and month and almost a year now. Thank you so much for all of your support and a special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier as this show just would not be possible without all of you and a massive, massive thank you to our to our executive producers and above. And that includes Jared Ettinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman and X, Etiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Echo Carol, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, uh, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Sapphire, Azran127, Pagrima, Ken Ruleo 9, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Charlie Bird, uh, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, uh, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Brady Power, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzy Wakoid, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deneth, Coda, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hooby, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling, Hi Mom, Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, Derek, Ray Clawson Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Hulkamaniac 55, GBJ, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, and Kane Woolley. Thank you Woo! all so, 
so much. Holy crap, every time. And remember <laughs> that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad-free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. So until next time, good night, good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.